Mystery Mini Docs Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Black History Mini Docs Podcast. For this special hip hop edition, we bring to you comedian Brooklyn Jones. Straight from Brooklyn, but now we reside in, in California. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the Black History Mini Docs Podcast. And don't forget, you can enjoy Black History Mini Docs Podcast on Buzzsprout, iTunes, Apple Music, and Spotify, wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcast. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Brooklyn Jones. What up, 11? I miss you. I miss you, <laughs> I miss so you too, man. It's been a long time since I've seen you. I moved to LA like eight years ago, and I haven't really been back to New York that much. I think I've only been back twice. Yeah, I, I, you, I know you've been blowing up in, uh, in L.A., I remember you yeah, sent me um, clips of you doing the, the stand up, but yeah. um, I, I'm I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so, I'm so proud of you. I watch every every uh, um, stand up co- special that you on. I always watch it. You do. Thank yeah, you. I, I always watch. Did you watch my new one? You might not what? know it came out yet. It's oh. called Black Girl Magic. It's on. Um, it's streaming on Amazon Prime and on Tubi. It's on Tubi for free. So oh, okay, yeah. I was just going to be watching something. Yeah, it's not just me though. It's it's me and a bunch of other um popular black female comedians: Crystal Powell, Justin Niche, Kelly Kells, Shima Franklin, and Alicia Cooper. We all have like a set on there. We each do like I don't know, fifteen minutes. So yeah, That's check dope. it out. That's dope. Yeah, we shot it in the Dominican Republic, which was that. Oh, was okay, okay. Yeah. I see you. You got your BBL out there. Shut up. <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> i did think about getting my teeth done over mm-hmm. uh overseas because it's like so much cheaper mm-hmm. but then i decided to get it done here because i had to get braces and i was like i'm not about to be catching flights every time i need to get my braces tightened because you got to yeah. get them you got to get them adjusted like every six weeks so i would have to fly somewhere every six weeks so i was like that's too much yeah so so, so they don't um they can't transfer your records to, to where you are? Well, that defeats the whole purpose because the whole point of getting it done out there was that it was supposed to be cheaper. But it ain't really going to be cheaper if I got to keep flying out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I just got them done here. Okay, so I met... I almost called you Anonymous. <laughs> that was my, my rap name, Anonymous, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. Met, I met Brooklyn Jones... Uh, on MySpace, and um, she came by. She came by. I was running a, uh, um, a radio station at City College, which was weird because um, I'm doing a documentary. I don't know if you saw my documentary trailer, where mm. uh, I talk about um, how I was sneaking in to City College so much that people, the kids, thought I went there. So they started giving me positions and stuff. So, um, so that's how you ended up with the radio spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they thought she was a student. They're like, I know. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, before that, I started. Um, th- there was a guy I met at at a show. He was a promoter, and one day I was like, "Let me go watch City College or whatever." And we, I said, "Oh, you work here?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "All right, cool." So, uh, um, he had a show, and I headlined the show uh, as a rapper. You yeah. know, I headlined the show, and then I just started coming by the studio. And the kids were just like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, so, but I got locked up at the end of the day. So Michelle had to come bail me out and 
was, he got retarded after that. Long story. Good lord. My my life is a rap video. Um, <laughs> Brooklyn. So um, <laughs> so um, so we started going around the circuits. We we started rapping and stuff and doing all these radio stations. Yeah. And um, I was just like, she's so dope. And out of all the females that I worked with. She was the one that I felt like she was funny. She was witty. You know what I mean? Um, she was d- nice, dumb nice. You know what I mean? And um, I, we just, I was like a Mr. Female, you know, Mrs. Ego Crusher. We were supposed to do a mixtape or something. Yeah. And, um, it, it, we, we, we I did, did so many mixtapes together. We did some stuff together. Yeah, I know. I know. But it was, it was with other people. I'm just talking about like, because I wanted to do oh. the, the movie like Mr. And Mrs. Smith kind of thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, I mean, Ashley talked about it for a minute, but um, yeah, she she been with me through hard times. Her and her mom, and I and I love you guys for that. Y'all, y'all, y'all oh, the same people. You ain't switch up. Because um, the question I want to ask was, when did you decide you wanted to make the transition between being a rapper to being a a, a comedian? Okay, so, you know, I was heavy into rap for a minute, right? Uh-huh. And I started getting older. When you were young, you start thinking you old, even when you're young. So I was like, I don't know, 26, 27. And I was like, I'm too old to be rapping now. Like, everybody's rapping. I feel like I'm too old to be doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I started getting embarrassed when people asked me, yo, what you do? And I'm like, I'm a rapper. I was <laughs> like, this that sound dumb. Right. <laughs> so it was like a, a stagnant time in my life where I was like, I don't want to rap no more that I didn't know what I wanted to do, which is really scary, not knowing what you want to do. So you don't really have a direction or a purpose and, you know, which way you going because you don't know what you want to do, which was really scary. Mm-hmm. And um, all through my life, just like you said, you said I was funny, I was witty. People have been telling me all through my life, yo, you're hilarious. You should be a comedian. You should be a comedian. I'm like, I don't know. Because, like, being funny face-to-face with your peoples is different than going on stage and doing, like, a comedy show. Right. So I was like, I don't know. But I I was hearing it so much that it got to the point, like, maybe I should at least try it. Because so many people said it, people that didn't even know each other. I was just hearing it way too much. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. So I went to a workshop, like a comedy workshop. So it was like basically like a a safe space where you can get up in front of people and try it out. And then, you know, there was like a teacher. They don't really teach you how to be funny. Nobody could teach you that. But he just teach you like the business of comedy, how to get booked on shows, how to formulate a joke where where it's not too long. Because like a lot of people, they take too long to set up the joke and then it's not funny no more. So he's like, teach you how to get to the point and cut out all the fluff and stuff like that. So... I did a little workshop with him. It was like a four-week workshop, one day a week. And then um, the last week, by the end, we had all written out our comedy set. And we all had a comedy set by the end of the workshop. So the last class was actually a real comedy show at uh, a comedy club where all our family and friends were coming to see the show. And um, I went up and when they put the lineup together... All my classmates were like, don't put me up after her because I don't, 
think I'm gonna be able to follow her. Like she's right. mad funny. I don't want to go up after her. So right. I ended up having to go last. So I'm like headlining my, out the gate. And this right. just reminded me a lot of rap. Like a, a lot of people don't know this, but comedy is very similar to rap. Like you have to have um, a certain rhythm to it. You got to have punchlines. You have to um, have timing. You know what I'm saying? It's very, very similar. So it was just similar to like when we used to be rapping, I remember a lot of times like, People would look at me and they'd be like, oh, you rap, some little light-skinned girl, you rap. And it'd be dudes, too, and they'd be like, um, all right, so let's spit something. And I'm like, you go first. And they're like, nah, you go first, then I'll go. So I'm like, yeah. all right, and then I'll go first. And then they like, oh, she, she nice, now yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. go. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't want to go after me. So right. it was just like that with, with comedy. Like, when I get up there, and they'd be like, yo, she nice, I don't want to go after her. And I was like, you know what? This makes me know that I'm on the right track. Like, if if people are intimidated to go up after me then i must be good at it so i should keep going so after i did that workshop i just kept going i kept writing i kept doing comedy shows and now i'm, I'm out here you know it's still a grind it's a it's yeah. a slow grind but you know i do see progress i see myself getting somewhere so i know i'm on the right track yeah yeah i think um when i met you a little, was it before or after? I think it's not much before. I was working at the Uptown Comedy Club that used to be on Channel 5. Mm-hmm. And um, when I went there, I thought it was a game. Like, I thought comedians just mm-hmm. stayed funny all day. Nah. And then when I got there, <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they were comedians good. be stressed out. Like a lot of comedians off the stage, they be serious. You know what I'm saying? They be depressed. Yeah, but, but I, I admired that because I thought that there was always the character they was in on TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then um, I started, you know, meeting and building relationships with them. So I, I still have to this day. And um, I remember dot com, uh, um, he was like, yeah, I want you to be my road manager and um, I'll just teach you about the business as we go. And I was right. like, a road manager? No, I, I knew that I meant to just be, you know, follow them as they go around. But the business part that he showed, he showed me, it, it was like, um, it, it was very interesting. It was similar yeah. to the hip hop thing, mm-hmm. but um, it, it was slightly a, a bit different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um there are other other comedians that don't like other comedians. You know yeah. what I mean? There's, there, there was fights there between comedians. Yeah. You yeah. know, and um, I, I I never understood that, but um, people but, yeah stealing each other jokes and stuff. It's yeah. crazy out here. Yeah, I, I seen. I can I don't want to say his name, but I seen one night one comedian came. He did this joke about um loving basketball, and the next day. Another comedian came, did the exact same yep. joke. And I was like, oh, wow, that's yeah. crazy. You know I've seen mean? that too. I seen two comedians do it wasn't even one joke. It was like a whole a set of jokes. Like to the point where I could tell one of them stole it from the other. Cause like it's possible that a lot of people have similar experiences, you know? So you might have a similar joke or a similar premise. That's normal. But these two dudes did the same set. The jokes were exactly the same. And I was like, yo, they, he still, like, did one of them steal it from the other? Did one of them write it for the other one? Like, why are they right. both doing the same jokes? And to this day, I don't know who the joke actually belonged to, but I 
just assume the person that was funnier <laughs> it belonged to the person that was wow. funnier because one of them did it and he was hilarious when he did it and the other one did it and it was just like mediocre like it, the jokes were funny because it's just a funny set but like the way he delivered it wasn't as funny as the other dude so i was like i think it belongs to that yeah that, that's another thing too if, like if you if you famous or uh or even if you did like a deaf comedy jam and the other guy was some guy that just did a small room or whatever yeah. they would think that the guy from the small room stole a joke you know what yeah. i mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard that a lot of times um, bigger comedians go to like small, small shows and steal jokes from like the newer comedians. Yeah, I've I, I seen it happen. Nothing, nothing a newer comedian can do, you know, but the, I think the best thing a newer comedian can do is record your sets and throw them on YouTube. <laughs> Even if you don't put it public, put it on YouTube because it don't have a date stamp. So if that person does your joke, it'll be after yours so you could post the receipts like yo i've been doing this joke since blah 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 and they and they you know started doing this joke i remember um i had put a joke i had a done a set at the laugh factory mm-hmm. and laugh factory posted my set on the laugh factory instagram page now i've been doing this joke for years like this joke it wasn't even start it didn't even really start out as a joke it was a real life experience that mm-hmm. really happened like it was a real conversation that i had but mm-hmm. it was funny so i put it in my comedy and after Laugh Factory posted it, some random comedian from Atlanta DM me and was like, you stole my joke. And I'm like, yo, who the hell are wow. you? And he's like, you ain't write that joke. It's too funny for a female to have even wrote that joke. Wow. Anyway, I wrote that joke. And you lucky I retired that joke and I don't do it no more. Else I would come for you. And I'm like, bro, first of all, I wrote that joke because it's from a real life experience that I have. Second of all, I know me and you don't have the same joke because if you had this joke, you would still be doing it funny <laughs> yours must yeah. not be funny if you if you had to retire it because it's not like retire it because everybody saw it like bro mm-hmm. you you a comedian in atlanta in a small comedy club club with 300 followers why are you retiring your jokes right. Right. that nobody heard so i was like your joke probably uh wasn't that funny if you had to retire it so ain't no way me and you had the same joke right yeah and i, I met comedians that was like once they do they joke on tv yeah. then they stop doing a joke in the club yeah, I haven't done that yet. Yeah, I have. I that always confused me because when you see the, them perform it on TV, you expect to hear it again in the club. Like you, when you go see a rapper, yeah. you oh, you do. The, you, you. I'm, I'm. That's probably just me. But I don't. You I, have I don't a rapper hear it again. and they they have a a, a single out. Yeah, when they go. When you go see them live, you expect them to go. Perform the song. <laughs> I feel like it's different with a song, though, because a song you want to sing along or whatever, but a joke, it ain't going to be funny if you heard it already. But but in my defense, my friends have told me that like some of my jokes that they've heard, they be wanting to hear them again. they like, that's funny. I want to hear it again. So they'll, because like sometimes they'll come to my shows and I'm like, why are you coming to this show? It's the same jokes that I did right. yesterday. And they're like, right. well, I want to hear them again. Because like yeah. when my friends go to the show again, I want to uh, do something different so they don't get bored hearing the same thing. Right, right. You know, when you first started sending me your um, your, um, your, your clips, like the first yeah. three, yeah, I couldn't connect to what, what you was trying to do. You know what I mean? Because I, 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 I know like, you, like you. I remember one time we went to, oh my God, me and me and uh, uh, Brooklyn Jones went to uh, a meeting with A and R meeting. Um, I can't remember who. We went to a Chipotle. 
she pulled a bottle of hot sauce out her bag. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yo, what the? I never, I ever still do that. that before. Restaurants don't be having the right hot sauce. Like, I get mad when I be like, y'all got some hot sauce and they stop, give me some stop. damn sriracha or tapatio. Okay, he cut it out. Anyway. I was <laughs> but that- anyway, I um I have I have comedy specials that I've done on like TV or streaming platforms, mm. but I still perform those jokes because I don't feel like everybody saw it. You know what I'm saying? Like the the stuff that I've been on weren't on a, a major scale, and I'm not like popular enough yet that I know everybody watched it. No. You know what I'm saying? Like some people they got a Netflix special or HBO right. special. Everybody's watching Netflix and HBO, but like my specials, one of them is on Tubi, which I know a lot of people watch Tubi, but Tubi ain't Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, they, and they might not right. be seeking out my special because they don't right. know us like that yet, me and the other girls. And then um, I have another special, uh, the Comedy Underground series, which is on All Black. Um, and I know All Black is a popular uh, platform amongst the black community but again i know everybody didn't see it you know what i'm saying so right. the jokes that i did on those specials i also have a special on comedy cube youtube channel called broke famous but my point is the jokes that i've done on those three specials i still do those in the comedy club because i i know everybody ain't hear them yet you know what i'm saying right. i ain't gonna there, go to the club was, and they gonna be like i've seen this already there was a uh a joke you had with your mom's um Trying to you and your mom's trying to get an apartment and your oh. leg means <laughs> that was just funny. That, joke the other that was day. funny because I know the both of y'all. And yeah. I remember the time you was telling me, like, yo, I need to get my own apartment, I need to get my own apartment, I bring yeah. my mother up here, whatever. So just that was just like totally hilarious. But yeah, like that was, I think that was a Red Grant special. Yeah, and, that was the comedy underground series. Yeah. yeah. That's that set, my yo. I was like, yeah, she a beast. She hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. you know what I mean, that I was like, yeah. that's the elite. You know what I mean, that's the one I'm. That's who I know right there. You yeah. know, I felt. Oh, like, you mean like that set was more me than like the first stuff that you heard? Yeah, because the other one oh, sounded yeah. like you was you was trying to um. You you was trying to uh, cater to white like, demographic. That. Yeah, I don't think that I was. I just, I had just started, so I didn't really find my footing. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. testing the waters. So I was still, you know, writing, formulating my jokes, still trying to figure out my voice, you know? Yeah. So I feel like I got more of a handle on it now. But um, I like how I started because I still have a bit of that in my comedy. And mm. I realized that I appeal to both audiences, which is very important. Nah, like, yeah. I can make no. a white audience fall mm-hmm. out of their chairs, and then I could also go to the hood and make a black audience fall out. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm That's able dope. to mix and mingle in any kind of crowd. Which yeah, is don't which don't is let great. nobody you know tell you about your journey. You don't sound black enough. You don't sound yeah. Stick to what I'm you just me, and yeah. I've never even I the way like, I grew up. Bougie. Shut up. <laughs> no, but the way I grew up, that's the way I grew up, honestly. Like, I am I grew up in the hood. I'm from East New York, Brooklyn. Yep. East New York stand up, you know what I'm saying? Right. But while I was living in East New York, I had an uncle that lived in Chelsea. White Chelsea. So my mom used his address to send me to schools in Chelsea. So I lived in Brooklyn 
But I went to elementary school in Chelsea. I went to junior high school in Chelsea. So I was in school with like little black kids and little white kids. So I was able to like intertwine with with both sides. And um, you know, I was in school with rich kids and poor kids. Cause like the junior high school that I went to was a school for gifted and talented kids. Mm-hmm. So you had to take a test to get into that school. So it didn't matter if you was rich or poor, you just had to have like a certain talent or certain smarts to get into that school. So I was in school with all types of people, little ghetto kids from the hood, little ghetto ass white rich kids that that was bad as hell and, and you know, didn't listen because they was rich and spoiled and then like quiet kids and Indian kids, like everybody was in that school. So, yeah. you know, as an adult, I'm able to, you know, mix in with any type of group of people because growing up I was always around like all different types of people. Right. Right. Um, if I wanted to be a comedian, are you talking to, um, a room full of inspiring comedians? Uh huh. Um, what, give me five comedians that you would tell them to list, to look at, um, to perfect their craft. Um, for crowd work, and just being funny off the fly, I would definitely say Tony Rock. Um, just for being funny as hell and having mad personality, mm-hmm. I would say Tony Baker. Um, for s- being a smart comedian, I would say Wanda Sykes, for sure. Oh, yeah. She's funny. I like her. Wanda Sykes is funny as hell. For being a relatable comedian who's able to make life situations funny as hell. I'll say Bill Burr, Bill Burr mm. all day. Yeah, that's one of my favorite comedians. And then um, number five, it's so hard because there's so many freaking good comedians. But I'll say um, one of the funniest comedians that I just recent recently watched a special on was D.L. Hughley. D.L. Hughley is freaking hilarious. He yeah. He's great in crowd work, and yeah. he's great in written. Like, if you want to be an all-around exceptional comedian, I would say watch D.L. Hughley. Okay. He's annoying as hell on social media, but on that stage, <laughs> bro, is phenomenal. Uh, I got I got some more questions for you. But first, we got to take a break. For Black okay. History Mini Docs, we'll be back in a minute. Black History Mini Docs. Black History Mini Docs celebrates 10 years. That's right, our 10th year anniversary. Make sure you visit our Black History Mini Docs website and join in on all the excitement. And don't forget to visit all of our social media pages as well. See you there. We're back. Black History Mini Docs and um, podcast. And we're here with the hilarious Brooklyn Jones. <laughs> I mean, to me, she's the dope Brooklyn rapper anonymous. Know what I mean? But um, so we was I was asking a couple of questions. So my next question is your favorite three comedy movies. My favorite three comedy movies. Um, Harlem Nights, Coming to America, and. I don't know. It's a toss-up between Beverly Hills Cop and Trading Places. And I just realized all four of those movies are Eddie Murphy movies. Okay. Eddie Murphy is a beast with the comedy movies, I gotta say. See, this is why we're gonna get married. Because uh, I like I like Harlem Nights. I like um, Coming to America and Uptown Saturday Night. Okay. Those are hilarious. 
I had uh, Kevin Hart is about to do it, but he was going to do it with uh, Chadwick Boseman. Uh-huh. But you know, he passed. But uh, Uptown Saturday Night and, and um, let, Let's Do It Again. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. I need to go watch those. Yeah, Harry Balafonte. I don't know if I've ever seen um, Uptown Saturday Night. I don't know if I've ever seen that. If I have, it was probably like when I was little. That was an old movie, right? Like yeah, movie. yeah. It's with um, Sidney Poitier and Bill Cosby. I don't um, think I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Part one and part one is Uptown Saturday Night. And let's do it again. It's part two. Oh, so they both uh, yeah. part of the same franchise. Okay. Yeah, and then um, I think the second one got uh, Richard Pryor in it and uh, Harry Balafonte. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I'm about to ask you a about I'm about to ask you a plethora a plethora of things. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah. I got a list. Don't be laughing at my list. Okay. <laughs> Harriet, uh, Harriet Tubman, yeah, what's the truth? Uh, I think Harriet Tubman, okay, she paved the way for the truth. <laughs> Richard Pryor or Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy, um. Hmm, that's interesting. I was thinking you Eddie Murphy got all the movies. I I literally just named all my favorite comedy movies. Yeah, but he, yeah, but he 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 got his he's ripped. I ain't gonna say ripped, but he had his stuff straight from uh, Bill Cosby and stuff. Um, stand up that's, or that's between him. <laughs> stand up or uh, or movies to watch or to do to do. Okay, to do, I would say stand up. To watch, I would say movies. Okay, cool. Well, that's all the questions I have for you. Oh, you had me thinking you was about to roll them out. <laughs> oh, I, I got, I got more. You want some more? Go hit me with some more. Let's see. Okay, let's see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, some more or Kim Cole. Kim Coles. Kim Coles is my girl. You know, me yeah, and Kim well, Coles. My my wife. Back. That's they my both. that's my friend. They Shout both. out to Kim Coles. I, I love her and adore her dearly. Um, Kim Coles was there for me a lot when I moved to Los Angeles. Kim Coles oh, was um, an instrumental part of my life in Los Angeles. And um, she helped me through some tough moments <laughs> so shout out to kim coles kim coles actually helped me move into my first apartment in los angeles oh, and when i say help me move i mean that i ain't have nothing all i had was two garbage bags with my clothes in them and kim coles carried one of them wow <laughs> so shout out to kim coles i didn't have nothing all i had was two garbage bags full of clothes and I got my first apartment, and by apartment, I mean efficiency studio. So it was just a room and a bathroom. I had to make my own kitchen. And Kim Coles walked into that place, and she was like, <laughs> I literally had nothing. She was like, I'm about to go buy you a refrigerator. Like, you don't even have a refrigerator. <laughs> so Kim Coles bought me a refrigerator and helped me carry my garbage bags into my new apartment, <laughs> my new apartment when I first moved to L.A. So tell her I'm in love with her. Give I'm doing me. a lot, a lot better now. I have way more than uh two clothes and uh way more space than one room <laughs> and I a bathroom. See. So you know I'm I'm glowing up out here. Yeah, I mean, I see you. I see you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um t- tell Kim Coles I'm in love with her and um, I want to marry her. Um I will, I will, I will <laughs> pass along the message. 
Uh, all right. Um, um, David Letterman or Jay Leno? Jay Leno. Really? I love Jay Leno. Yeah. I, I watched Jay Leno's show more than I watched David Letterman's show. And I don't know. There's something just really endearing about Jay Leno. I just mm-hmm. really like that guy. Um, I'm trying to think of some more stuff to ask you. Um, okay. Comedy album or podcast? I would say comedy album because I've had, I have a podcast and it's just, it's struggling. <laughs> I'd rather just, I'm working on my comedy. Well, I wouldn't say that I'm working on my comedy album right now. I'm working on my one hour special, which I guess could be considered an album if they record it. But it's just a lot more fun to work on because I'm just like working on my jokes. I'm going to get up there and doing, do them. And then I'm going to go about my business. Like the podcast is just, it's a lot of work. If y'all oh, out there your... thinking of doing a podcast, I mean, do it. but. It's a struggle. What is your podcast about? My podcast is called The Rise with Brooklyn Jones. And I basically interview people who have found moderate success at what they do, but they're still on the grind trying to get to where they want to get. So I basically ask them how they got where they currently are and what they plan to do to get to the next level. I see. I basically interview like comedians, um, singers, uh, I just recently interviewed someone who created their own streaming platform. They have like movies and TV shows on there. Um, I just uh, interviewed this woman named Althea. She owns a brand called Recognize. It's a shoe, a shoe brand, sneakers. Uh And she talks about how she started her own sneaker brand and how other people can start their own sneaker brand. So it's a cool podcast, but it's just really hard and, um, I don't think I'm going to be doing it much longer because I just don't have time to be like editing it. And it's just a lot. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I think like I want to do it, but then part of me is like, I don't feel like doing all of that. Right. Right. Um, Tyler Perry or Spike Lee. The world's going to hate me for this, but <laughs> Perry. Oh man, my. no, I love Spike Lee and I love Spike Lee's movies. Spike Lee and is you from like, Brooklyn. I don't care. Cancel uh. me. I'll be right back. No, <laughs> I love Spike Lee and I love Spike Lee's movies, but um, a few of Spike Lee's movies traumatized me. Like Crooklyn, that movie traumatized me. Well, you know yeah. what? Some of Tyler Perry movies traumatized me too. Cause yeah, when they dropped that little them little yeah. kids out the window, but. My guilty pleasure is Medea. I love Medea. So if somebody said, would you rather watch a Spike Lee movie right now or a Medea movie right now? I'm sadly, I'm going to pick the Medea movie. Really? What what did you think about the Black Klansman? I didn't even see that. Oh, that that was actually good. I didn't see that. Maybe I should watch it. But I'm a goofy person. So usually I'm going to prefer something goofy over something that's deep. And Tyler Perry is goofy as hell. So I like goofy stuff. And Spike Lee is more thought-provoking, which is amazing for him. But sometimes I don't be feeling like getting that deep. Just show me something dumb. I want to see Mr. Brown and his ashy knees. Oh, yeah. Mr. Brown, he's funny. <laughs> yeah. Put it this way. Spike Lee makes me think. But Tyler Perry brings me joy. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tyler Perry stuff just makes me happy. So I pick happiness over uh, thinking. 
<laughs> any day. Everybody, uh, y'all can hate me for. for yeah, I, I kind of want to back you on that, but. <laughs> Let me tell you something, all right? Let me tell y'all something about Tyler Perry. First of all, Tyler Perry employs many, many black people. Like, so right. many black people uh, wouldn't be working without Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. Also, Tyler Perry owns his own freaking studios. That's right. Bigger than all, like, if you combine the Warner Brothers Studios and the Paramount Studios together, it won't even be as big as Tyler Perry Studios. So Tyler Perry is a beast. And I, I admire and respect Tyler Perry. And I hate the way people are always trying to come for Tyler Perry. They be talking mad about Tyler Perry. So I, I got Tyler Perry's back 100%. I admire that man and respect him so much. Not that I don't admire and respect Spike Lee, but... Tyler Perry took it to the next level. I bet Spike Lee even admired Tyler Perry. He might oh, yeah. not be interested in doing the same kind of movies that he does, but he respects that man's hustle. Yeah, I think um, you know, Tyler Perry is is with that uh is with that elite group and he was able to do certain things. Yeah. You know? Um Okay, cool. I'm ending now. Yeah, it's like let me end it before she gets herself more canceled. It's gonna yeah. be all over. As soon as I blow up, look, ain't nobody gonna be paying attention to this until like my freaking Netflix special come out right. and I blow up right. real big. And they're gonna be like, man, forget her. She picked yeah. Tyler Perry over Spike Lee. Let right. me tell y'all something. I do what I want. Okay. You let them know. I ain't got to have the same opinion as you. Nah, man. You heard? Yeah, what she said. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna let me do another episode after this, but um. <laughs> oh, so that's that, with your friend over there, but um, friend I, Tyler Perry. <laughs> I love. Well, Tyler. I, I appreciate you for your for your time. I know you be busy and stuff, and um, keep the funny Instagrams coming. Keep the keep the comedy specials coming, and and just as I believed in you with the music, I believe in you with the with the comedy. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you so much and love you so much, man. Man, we go way back for real. We we family for sure. Tell your mother I said hi. I sure will.